Disclaimer, this podcast contains adult language. Hello there folks and welcome back to the Armchair Pundits with Lester Lindsay and Hammy Hamilton. This week we're continuing on our last week's theme of Scottish Scottish games, Scottish football, Scotland. We'll go with Scotland, that's probably the best way to say it. Uh, last week we covered the two-all draw against Austria and since then we've played Israel and we've played the Faroe Islands. A draw and a rather comprehensive victory against the Faroe Islands. But before we get into the football part, Hammy, how are you doing this week mate? I'm good mate, I'm good mate. Despite the fact that I kind of walked the length of myself. Um, obviously, as I was telling you earlier on in the first sort of recording that we tried to do there, um, <laughs> that, I, that I fucked my ankle. But um, that being said, I'm doing well. I mate, I fucking, I, I got in for work, uh, jumped out the van, went up to the front door, pivoted right, and my ankle just completely gave way, and I fell, completely fell onto the stones, and there I lay for about ten minutes, um, in absolute agonising pain. Got my boots off. And I, it was just horrendous. I think the neighbours could see me. I was embarrassed to say the least. And I, that's my, that was my right ankle. Usually, the, my chocolate ankle is my left ankle, but now it's the right that's gave way this time. And now I can't walk. So it's fucking great. Well, it's lucky it was a nice day. Probably was pushing and you'd be ruined. But you met, you got a wee tanner in when you're on the deck. No. <laughs> I look at the look at the positives there. <laughs> at least it was the pushing. Do that. You're right enough there. God must be looking out for me. Aye, so yeah, obviously it's a very important date that when we're recording this, it's April the 1st, or as I'm going to, going to call it, Block Hammy Day. Never again am I letting you contact me on the 1st of April. <laughs> every year, without fail, you get me, and I, I, I put a note in my calendar to repeat every single year for the round till the end of time, is Block Hammy. <laughs> Today, you were, I, I assumed I was answering the phone to a friend in need. And as a friend in need, as the situation arose, that's what it was. And I was there to offer my services to try and help you to get it flung back in my face with a aha, April Fool's, you fanny. So, for now on, I'm just not going to trust you um, when it comes to April the 1st. However, I don't think it's a story that's quite good and we can make it relative to football in a way. Is, um, do you remember when we went to go and see Barcelona Sevilla? Yes. Yes, what was that, four or five years ago? It was one about them, wasn't it? Aye, was uh, 2017. 2017, four so ago. four years ago. Aye, um, it, was a, it was a squad days went over to Barcelona. Um, flight from, where was it? I guess it where, where airport was it? Presswick. Presswick, aye. The shittest, so the shittest airport there could be. Yeah, the shittest, smallest airport in Scotland that I think I've ever been to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and listen, I've been to some shit airports, but that was, that's... <laughs> Would he be one of the worst? You've been to Dar es Salaam. Dar es Salaam, yep. Uh-huh. That must uh-huh. be quite a bustling one, though. That must be quite a busy one. That is, that is a, that's a massive one. Um, All right, but fair to come back to the Presswick story, obviously Presswick Airport, and if any of you listening have been to Presswick Airport, you will know it's a fucking dump. There's a WH Smith that don't even sell meal deals, and you can just about get a pint. Um, and there's a pool table with half a base on it. It's fucking, it's only got three pockets and two legs. It's a shithole, right? Um <laughs> And you played a wee bit of a joke, didn't you? I did, I, I well, obviously I booked it all. So you were well just like, typical, there's my money, I don't want to deal with any of this. So I yeah, just transfer it to you, aye. I, I booked the hotel, booked the flights, and as I was booking the flights, I noticed, well, wait a minute here, we leaving April the 1st, I could, I could, do, I could do something here. Um, I was going to do that, I wanted to be a bit more creative, I was going to do that one where... Um, the boarding passes are like an A2 bit of paper and it's just fucking massive and you like fold it. <laughs> I was going to do them for the boarding passes but then I thought, no, that's not really original. So I thought, fuck it, I'll send them to the airport five hours before time. So we were meant to take off at half past five. I fraudulated a, a letter from Ryanair. We have that registration number at the bottom of it in Everton. Um, but oh, uh, by the way... Oh, mate, I'd have fell for that and all. Apart from the fact that I put 2016 apart from 2016. <laughs> uh, but they've been honest. Um, and it just basically was was highlighting that the flight had been changed from half past five to half past 12. But as it all sort of turned out, with the way that yous were getting the transfer for Chapel Hall in this minibus, the guy wasn't a willing to accommodate 
quite that five-hour time slot. He was also like, well, I can do it earlier in the morning. So he's actually ended up being there seven hours before seven the hours flight, early, yeah. which was even better for me. And uh, you was, I just remember being in the group chat in my bed and you were like, right, Hammy, where, where are you? We're at the airport and all that. I've got screenshots on my phone. I was looking at them the day because I was talking to a boy. My work always gets me away. Um, April Fool's as well, big day every single year, by the way. So I'm as gullible as you. Um, so I was going through them the day in my phone and it's just me lying in my bed. Just like send me a picture of you at the airport and then you sent a picture of Smithy with your suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> you sort of went in the airport seven hours before the flight. So aye, that was that was a that was a belter. Uh, you uh, you'd mentioned about that letter there. You made an essay writing 2016 20, instead of 2017. By the way, your letter was impeccable because I remember when we were at the airport and we looked up at the board and seen Barcelona half five and we're like, no, that can't be right. There's, there's only one pub here and it's shit. Like, we can't be here for seven hours, you know. So, <laughs> up to the desk and said to them, I mean, look, we've got a letter here saying that the flight, the flight time was changed to half 12. Like, why is that saying half five on the board? Um, and right as I'd shown the women the letter on my phone, I'd get a message for you being like, ha, 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 you fannies. So that's <laughs> just again, I'm never, ever again, am I trusting you on April the 1st? See, to be honest, mate, I'll take my hats off to you uh, this morning when I, when I got you saying that I had broke down and you had to go to the BP, get me a jerry can and, and meet me half an hour for, for, for your house. And obviously you don't drive, so you would have to walk. Um, so hats off to you, mate. You fucking... You said you would do it. Hi, after my game of course. Hi, mate. I'll, I'll, no, but it's st- still you just like, I'll do it, I'll do it. And speaking of hats, by the way, Oh, what, you, you, you talking about my hat here? Is that what you're getting at? I sorry. I, I this hat. I well, obviously, as you know, um, the past few months, maybe the past year, twelve months, have been they've been somewhat difficult, aren't they? I mean, we're confined to our our own wee houses, living in our own wee boxes where we shit, where we eat, where we sleep, and we can't even move outside them. That's that's the lockdown lifestyle. And part of the lockdown lifestyle is you have two choices with your hair. You either let it grow massively out of control, or you get a baldy. I chose the latter. I chose the baldy. Um, and I've rocked it for a while, but I'm starting to get a bit scunnered with it. So this hat here, this um, lovely Kloerstoff apparel hat that I've got on, um, you can get them at their website, you can get them anywhere. And you can... They've pretty much released new oversized t-shirts we spoke about last week, and they're looking fucking cracking. Um, and this hat, it's just basically to cover up this baldy nut. Um, but no, it's a nice wee hat, it fits quite nicely. It covers up the bald spots I'm talking about. Um, it's comfy. I can't, I can't really say much more about it. Uh, did you get one of the oversized t-shirts? Uh, I haven't got one yet. No, yourself. That literally came the day I got me and Carter one, so I've not tried it on, mind you. It looks fucking massive, which is appropriate for me at the present <laughs> moment in time. So, <laughs> um, no, but it looks cracking. Um, no tried it on, as I said, but aye, it looks it looks my sort of looks my sort of style. Know that I've really got one. <laughs> <laughs> what what's, what one did you go for? Did you go for the blue one? Uh, I'm trying. I don't know where that is. Carter, where's that? Um, I'm fucking doing the podcast and I'm sitting shouting on <laughs> where's that where's that t-shirt oh we'll just leave it it's I'll show you after the podcast can you not remember what colour it is I'm only asking what colour oh, oh no sorry it's the blue one the blue one right, okay it's the blue one but it could also be grey I, I did think it was grey but then confirmed it was blue definitely blue right okay should we get any football we should get into football, yes. We should get into football. It's been a it's been a good week. I don't know. I know a lot of folk don't enjoy the international break either. Personally, I think they're absolutely brilliant. I love watching Scotland play, uh, and especially when most of the league is wrapped up. I mean, obviously, as a Hamilton fan, it's the most exciting time of the year still to come when Hamilton turn into Barcelona. That's still to happen, you know. Um, the top of the league's wrapped up, so we'll get an international break. Uh, we spoke about the two old draw sorry, the two old draw with Austria. Um, after that, we had a game with Israel, a team that. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm fucking sick to my back teeth of watching. Uh, and I mean, we had a one-all draw, pretty fucking average result for a probably our most ever played game is Scotland versus Israel. What did you think about it? Mate, honestly, every single time Scotland play Israel, uh, is literally like looking in a the mirror. They play the exact same fucking formation, and we've seen it time and time again. Like you said, absolutely sick of playing Israel. If we don't have to play Israel ever again, in any competition, I would I would die happily by that. But it's just getting beyond a joke now because Israel's a team we should be beating. Yep. And going into that game when you've when you've just drew two all, mentioned it last week, drew two all with we, we Austria. That was the first two two in a campaign. <laughs> um, but when we were into that Israel game, you need four points out of your first six, right? Because yep. see, when you need to think about it, 
it is a tough group because all the sort of teams are there and thereabouts, if you know what I mean. I mean, obviously Denmark's the best in the group, followed probably by Austria, if you're about to talk about the FIFA World Rankings. Scotland and Israel are really similar. So the group is at loads of teams that are there for the taking. It's a really good group for Scotland. But when you think about it, the, the pot four team, who was Israel, that that could have been a bit more generous to us. I yep. mean, I, I don't know the teams that you could have got in there. Um, I'm trying to think, but I think like the likes of Liechtenstein and stuff like that. Romania, in there. I'm sure one as Rome, well. Aye, so you've got a lot of these Bulgaria as well. They, they, they're weak teams from pot four, so we really need to be beating the pot four teams home and away if we've got any chance of qualifying. So going into the games, when you've got you know, a potential, well, obviously it was it was nine points for the Pharaohs, but I'm talking about Austria and Israel. You've got six points there. You need to get at least four. Um, so it's, it is disappointing, to be honest, that we never managed to beat Israel when we know that we can beat them, albeit I think the head-to-head between us and Israel is, is ridiculously close. Um, I think it's possibly even that we've won an equal amount, you know, um, scored really similar goals as well so uh, for me that was the disappointing part I'll take the 2-2 draw with Austria I think that's okay um, but Israel we should be beaten Aye, the Israel game it raised a few questions didn't it because obviously as we've both said numerous times and I feel like every time we talk about Scotland in this podcast all we ever talk about is fucking Israel but that's what it's been for the last 3 or 4 years it's Israel, Israel, Israel um, and we still don't seem to have an answer for them um, take nothing away from Israel that, that goal they scored was absolutely outrageous that's a great hit David Marshall possibly could do better I'm pretty sure he'll be annoyed with himself for, nah, he could die. for no getting out over the bar or, he's went with both hands it's one for the cameras and it's, it's backfired a wee bit um, but Shagger Marshall I'm, I'm, I can't have a bad word to say about him um, Ryan Fraser obviously with equaliser uh, well taken goal for a pretty much a nothing situation uh, Poor pass across for, um, for Dykes, was it, the got assist? Um, maybe a little bit behind him. Fraser does well to create the angle and put it in at the bottom corner, taking it away from him. Uh, I would like to maybe have seen a bit more from... It was Shea Adams, sorry, not Dykes. I'd like to have seen more for Shea Adams in the game. I think he only really had a, maybe a spell of 15 minutes where he looked interested. Um, obviously, he got his assist, and then five minutes later, he cut in for the left-hand side, shimmy by a few defenders, and he was really unlucky not to score. But I think other than that, I'd be hard-pressed to find the moment where I actually noticed him on the pitch. Uh, yeah. But I suppose it's a good it's a good place we're in because we've spoke, me and you spoke about this before, like Scotland seem to have this issue of all we create is fucking left-backs, whereas now we have a good few strikers as well. Like, and that's been probably one of the biggest issues since Kenny Miller's kind of left that Scotland role, is they don't have yeah. that striker who we know can get goals, but we seem to have a few of them now. It's a, it's a good head scratch to have is what striker do you play rather than what one has to play, if you know what I mean. Yep. 100%, 100%. Um, Ryan Fraser, three goals in his last three Scotland appearances. So, for me, he has to start. Yep. Uh, for me, it has to be a sort of... Um, well, obviously, we play three at the back, so it'll be like a 3-4-1-1, one, one, I feel like. Um, the one behind the striker, for me, has to be Ryan Fraser. If he doesn't start there, then start him out on the right-hand side as a wing-back instead of Stephen O'Donnell. He has to start because he's he, when he gets on the ball, he's energetic. He makes things happen. Um, it's a bit similar to Israel with that Solomon. See Solomon that plays yep. with him. This wee guy as well, nimble, getting about in between the players. Number eleven, is he? Uh, yeah, I'll just check it out. I'm, I'm on it now. Uh, aye, number eleven. Aye, plays behind the two strikers, the Harvey and Weisman. Um, Fish minutes. I'm making a boiler. By the way, anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but Ryan Fraser, he has to start there. The question is, Lester, who do you start in front of him? Um, I don't think he was the best against Israel. Um, but I, I still think London Dykes. Hi. Yep. I think Shea Adams. He, he looked good, and he looked. But again, for 15 minutes, he looked good. We've seen what Dykes can do. We've, we've waxed lyrical over Dykes the past few international spells, and he was one of the players that really catalysed that squad getting to the Euros, he came in and it was a big boost getting London Dykes in. Um, whether that's wore off or not, and it's no my decision to say, but I personally, I, I would go London Dykes with yourself. It's a tough one because I do take into account what you're saying because Scotland are notorious for producing players that only produce on the international stage as opposed to club football. London Dykes has been extremely poor. You can put him in that bracket. He's been really below par for QPR. So, 
and talking about form, he's he's nowhere near it for me. But for Scotland, as you said, he's brilliant. The big mm. man's brilliant. He's, it seems like the players bounce off of him. They always play him in. They look for his hold-up play. Plays, you know, the likes of Christie, Ryan Fraser, whoever it may be, even Robertson out on the left-hand side. He always plays them through. He's a team player. And he does hard grafting. He doesn't stop running that full game. So he does do a really good shift there. But on the flip side of that, you've got Shea Adams, who we need to be careful with Shea Adams, by the way, because we can't hype him up too much. Like, this is what the English do with their players. We can't get too far ahead of ourselves. He looks like a player. He's young, and he's doing well with Southampton in the Premier League. I think that's the big difference. You've got a player who's playing well in the Premier League compared to a, a player who's not doing well in the Championship. So when you look at it like that, it's a no-brainer that Shea Adams has to be sort of number one. Because let's face it, all in McBurnley, he's he's out the fold now. I yep. think it's between Dykes and um, Shea Adams. We've obviously got a few games coming up before we need to decide that. But aye, it's it's getting close to the Czech Republic game at Hamden uh, for the Euros. So it's it's all just about decisions. It's all just about that big call that Stevie Clark makes. But I think there's a case there for Shea Adams. Kevin Nisbet, I can't see him starting against the Czech Republic, surely because obviously he was only given his debut against the Pharaohs in the last 20 minutes. Um, so it's definitely between Shea Adams and London Dykes. But for me, I would go with Shea Adams because of that pedigree. Unless unless London Dykes turns some sort of form into it, I don't think Stevie Clark could justify not starting Shea Adams. I think those, that triple header there, was sort of a good thing for Scotland and him trying to embed him into the team and the fact that he scored against the Faroe Islands and it was a beautiful goal. I don't know you Ronaldo chop. I don't know if you noticed. Ah, it was a lovely. Um, it was a lovely goal. It, it was. It was a lovely, and it was the wee fucking ball roll as well. Aye, and then, by the way, what a finish that was! And I think that was that was that, well that was as soon as that goal went in, that's all I McBurney to fuck because <laughs> he's done something that Ollie McBurney's never been able to do, and that score for Scotland, and not even just a goal, it was a spectacular goal. Um, bye. We just need to be be careful with Shea Adams and no build them up too much. As you mentioned, obviously the big decision is who starts for those Euros games against the Czech Republic. And I'll give me having that group is England. That's that's the biggest game we can possibly get as England at a major tournament. That's Scotland. Yep. That's the fucking biggest game you can get. And I know. with Shea Adams, obviously the man is English. Do you trust him to, to lead the line for us? I don't think he'll go I don't think he'll intentionally play bad, but do you think he'll give us all against his own his own country? Oh <laughs> uh, um do you know something? See when I was a wee boy, I'm not gonna slag you. See if you said that on any other platform, you get fucking ridiculed for it. So you're lucky that you've said it in front of me. <laughs> um when I was younger, mate, I used to hate it when the English boy played played with Scotland. But now I've just became so used to it. I mean, you talk, throughout the years, I, I've been going to a lot of Scotland games. I'm just so used to it now. Like James Morrison, Akechi Anya, um, to name a few. Russell Martin, he was English as well. You know, Matt Jilks, I remember he was in goals for Scotland. I mean, I could I could name you probably... Scott McTominay. Scott McTominay. Well, Scott McTominay's a different one, though, isn't it? Because English he's got accent. a direct link. Mate, he used to go to Scotland games. He's English got an English accent. accent. He is English, I, I'll give you that. He's more English <laughs> than Scottish, but he did go to the Scotland game, so it's not as if, like, you know, you get these England players who have got, like, a great-grandmother that, that was born in Scotland, even though their great-grandmother was English, and uh, they've never been to a Scotland game in their life, but Scott McTominay's actually a Tartan Army supporter, so I, I, I can give him that one, and you can tell with the passion in that. So, but, but I mean, growing up, and you've got all these English players, I used to... No, get annoyed by it, but it used to be like, imagine one of these English players, like an English player, he like scored the goal that puts us into a major tournament. That's why I was fortunate that Ryan Christie scored, and then Kenny McLean scored the winner in the in the playoff. Both Scottish, born and bred. If that had been an English man, it was the same. See when there was talk that Big Sam could get the Scotland job. Mm-hmm. See when Gordon Strachan and Alex McLeish get sacked, and it was up for grabs, and Big Sam was kicking about. Then there was that massive debate that was happening that would have been right good for this podcast. It was just slightly before that, though. Um, and they were talking about Big Sam, and I was just like, no, we can't qualify for a major tournament for the first time in 23 years, and it's an Englishman that gets us there. I mean, nothing against English people, because that's just part of the home nations, and you can represent blah, blah, blah. And um, we've got a lot of English talent in the team. But I, for me, and I do get what you're saying about that, 
because you like to see, you love to see Kieran Tierney, mate, didn't you? You love it, man. See his interview after the game. Did you what? Did you see his interview after the Pharaohs game? I did see his interview, right? And it and just at the end, it went, "Cheers, mate." Aye. <laughs> did you see that? Bit? Aye. <laughs> I, I, I was just like, I, I, mate, I fucking, I fucking love that. I mean, Andy Robertson, Stuart Armstrong, see when they talk, man, you're like, that's that's poor. <laughs> but see when like Tierney talks or like see even Kenny McLean like pure bams no, I mean that's what you're wanting you're aye. wanting good wee Glaswegian bams in the team man that give you a bit of patter aye um, another thing I think deserves a good mention purely for myself I don't know if anybody else feels this way about him I thought he was absolutely fucking dire and I never wanted to see him in a Scotland top again but Grant Hanley Grant Hanley sorry I thought he was absolutely brilliant minus the first 15 minutes against Austria but it was a bit of a bomb scale but when he got the booking against Austria it seemed to rein him in and for that moment on for the three games I thought it was actually pretty solid um I can't really take it away from him I, 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 I don't think he put a foot wrong um but just key on as you were saying there with his cheers mate why does he not sing the national anthem I don't know I don't know if it's a sort of no I mean he obviously knows the words it's just it's it's something I think something that Brown used to do as well. I don't know if now they like to copy each other mm-hmm. and a lot of stuff. You know, wearing short sleeves, tucked in tops, blah, blah, blah. Maybe <laughs> something to do with that. It gives off the impression that you're focused or something. I don't know. That's what I take from it. But I, it's, it's pure noticeable that he doesn't sing it. Aye. And then we had um, the Faroe Islands, which was... Um, it was actually enjoyable. Uh, because we scored early usually when we play the whipping boys of the group it takes us to the 80th minute to get the goal but we got an early goal uh, don't get me wrong Farrell Wellens had a, a couple of chances David Marshall pulled off a brilliant save um, to put it past for a Farrell Wellens corner uh, and every time they got a corner I was worried because the size of that centre half did you see him? he's like 6 foot 8 he's fucking massive Mate, their time... full team their full team is gigant- gigantic Every time they got a corner, I was sure it was going to go in. I was shitting it every time they got a corner, but um, no, comprehensive job, as I said earlier. Well done. The the, the full team played well. Um, notably, as you spoke about him earlier, was Kieran Tierney. The guy was absolutely outstanding. Uh, and I think that takes us on to the point that I think every Scotland fan's sick of hearing. But should Tierney start in that wider role rather than Robertson? Um, if... This is going to sound mad, right? But we're going to the Euros with nothing to lose here, right? See if we are going to go and we're going to play defensive football. Uh-huh. It's not what you want to see, right? Because it's boring. Obviously, you don't want to get scalped five not half of England, right? But go to the Euros, and I'm not even joking when I say this, go and try and win it, right? And I know <laughs> I know, I sound like a fucking madman here, but why not? Why would you enter a competition and no try and win it? Look at Greece in 2004. They managed to win the Euros. You could argue the 2016 Portugal team was nowhere near a really good team. I mean, they didn't win a game in 90 minutes. Aye. That Portugal team in the full 2016 Euros. Why no fucking go and win it, right? So, see if we are going to go and we're going to play a three at the back, which we will. So, we'll be playing like a sort of 3-5-2 or a 3-4-1-1. We'll be sitting defensive and Tierney will be tell, told to hold back. He'll start at that left centre-back. We can have the debate. He's going to start there. Steve yep. Clark's made that pretty clear. Um, he's going to start there and Robertson's going to start at left wing-back. And I think that the the Steve Clark way is to sit back, let teams attack us and try and reduce the goal deficit and maybe nick a 1-0, nick a 1-1. But let's be honest here, we're not going to win the fucking Euros doing that. So see the way it worked against the Faroe Islands where Tierney was actually playing as a left winger at times. <laughs> the guy, the guy, he's got the legs for it, so why not? I mean, he's over Robertson. You never see that a left centre-back. They're always told to hold your position. So see if they play the way that they played against the Faroe Islands. And I know that's a big stretch. It's, it's, not, it's not exactly that easy. I mean, fuck me, I should be Scotland manager sitting here now. But um, talking about the Faroe Islands... It's obviously a bit of a change playing other sort of teams, but go for it. Just fucking go for it. Play the best football you can play. Attack. If we get beat, 5 nothing. We get beat, 5 nothing. It's the Scotland way. Just go for it and try and ignite this nation because we're actually the most negative 
country in the world. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They're, people are saying don't play Robertson and stuff like that. Like, don't play him in the Euros. He's the fucking Scotland captain. He, and by the way, he played... I, I think he always puts in a really decent performance. And plus the fact that he's Champions League winner, Champions League finalist on another occasion, Premier League winner, Scotland captain. He has to play. Both of them need to play in the system that we've been doing. I do understand that Tierney is possibly, arguably, a better left-back than than Robertson. But you need to play both of them. What about you? Um, I think if, you, if you're looking at the Euros and you're looking to demand that effort, as you're saying with Kieran Tierney, he's got the legs to play that, to get up the pitch and come back, and so, do, so does Robertson. But bear in mind that the Euros, it's a lot, a lot of fixtures in a very, very dense time. You're not getting, you're not getting a week's recovery, you're not getting that, and it's... You're getting a game every three or four days, and it's if you get if you get to the final, which let's be honest, we won't, right? But you're looking at playing a game every three or four days so over over two or three weeks. It's it's, a, it's tough and it's, it's strenuous in the players. I don't know if maybe they could rotate them that way, but I would like to see it done beforehand so we know how it works. Uh, I think Tierney going forward, it, especially against the Faroe Islands, um, against Austria as well, he had a good, he had a really good few um, chances where he got forward and put a good ball into the box. But the Faroe Islands, I'll go back to that because it gets three assists in that game. Mm-hmm. The left centre-back, three brilliant crosses. Um, obviously, Andy Robertson's a fantastic crosser of the ball. He's one of the best crossers of the ball that the English Premier League's ever seen. But for Scotland, it, 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 for some reason, it doesn't work. Whether it's he puts a ball in too early and he's used to players like Firmino and Salah and great attackers anticipating his delivery... When you're whipping my ball at Neil McBurney and Lyndon Dykes, you're maybe not you're maybe not getting the same quality up front as you would with Liverpool. But Kieran yep. Tierney is much more a textbook kind of get your ball in, it's beat the man and then get it in. There's, a, there's an obvious trigger point yep. for when the striker needs to make the run. Andy Robertson is always he's very clever crosser. I like watching him. I never used to. I do now. Um, but I, I think that I don't I don't see the harm in giving Tierney a shot at left back. I think if you play Tierney at left wing back, don't bother playing Robertson at left centre back. That's not his game. That that's not at all. Tierney can play both roles. I don't think Robertson can. Um, I would like to see Tierney get a shot at left wing back because he, he could do a better job than Robertson. And for Kieran Tierney's full Scotland career, he's been shoehorned in different positions to accommodate Andy Robertson. If you remember under McLeish and Strachan, it was right back. Now under Steve Clark, it's left centre back, and he's. For me, he's done everything right to prove that he maybe should get a game at that preferred left wing-back uh, slot of his. But Steve Clark's a man that sees him more than anybody else and he understands the system. And I'm sure Tierney will be happy to get three assists for left centre-back if that's the case. Um, you could argue if, it, if it's no broke, don't fix it. It's just a personal preference. I would like to see Tierney get a shot at left wing-back. Uh, but as I said, he got two assists. First two, both excellent balls into big pizza face, John McGinn. Um, Second goal, absolutely brilliant header. I can't remember the first off the top of my head, but seven minutes in, John McGinn puts his 1-0 up, then 2-0 up. Uh, and it was actually it was brilliant to watch it. I was on work watching it on the fly. Um, but it's brilliant to see us beat the Whitman boys because as we've spoken about before, that's generally the games we struggle with. We'll go and get a result against your Germanys and Frances and, 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 but then we fuck it against Macedonia or Lithuania or something. But we beat Faroe Islands. Georgia, yep, but we beat them comfortably, like without even a shadow of a doubt. That game was there. I mean, I don't think the team got out of second gear as well. And um, there's a lot, a lot of promising signs for Steve Clark. Uh, do you want to run through the squad for that Israel game? I know we're kind of looking back around here, but run through the squad and go through. I've come up with a wee idea, right? It's called Hate or Rate. Um, all those I say a name, you let me know how you thought they got on during the game. Uh, hate or rate I think it's quite self-explanatory either rated them or you hated them during the game <laughs> what, the f- what, what fucking heat magazine did you read this week for the <laughs> no are you up for it I may on you go so we're talking specifically about the Israel game right so don't let anything else factor into your, your, your... no Faroe Islands just yeah, Israel okay. or you just well, you're, you're, ex- you're expecting a, a comfortable win against the Faroe Islands Israel was the game that you know how Scotland typically fuck it up against them yeah, so it's more of a it's more of a game that you'll use. It could be more influential than beating the Faroe Islands for now. If you know what I mean. So just yeah. in that game, on based on the performance in that game, or like in terms of playing for Scotland, just in that game, right? Okay. So, in goals, David Marshall. Um, in that game, I would say hate. Uh huh. Because I think he had one thing to do and he fucked it. So. Yep, right, cool, fair enough. Uh, Grant <laughs> Hanley? 
great. I like them. I've always liked. Well, I've actually I said last week I've not always liked Grant Hanley. So I need to watch what I'm saying. <laughs> um, I always remember. He, by the way, he's a no nonsense defender. But I always remember he had a he can't header a ball. I know he scored a header the other night, which was much to my surprise. But I remember he got a clear cut chance at Wembley against England, um, and I think the score was nil nil at the time I was at the game. And um, how he never scored it was a corner free header, and he's just blazed it and he rose Edwy's head, and I'm like, this guy's fucking rank rotten. But he's good now. So uh, in that game, right? He's got a head like a ten bob bit, isn't he? Um. Other centre half we had was Jack Henry only last at nine uh, forty five minutes, but did you think him? Hate, hate, hate uh, yeah. Aye, mate. I just I'm nervous every time he gets the ball. He thinks he's better than he is, and we've seen that in Scotland. And for Scotland, he looked a bit shaky and a bit ropey for me. Oh, I don't hate him, right? But in terms of hate and rate, I mean, yeah, I know. There's I no in between. No, I'm <laughs> saying so. I would maybe say he was about a five out of ten, but if you if you're going to put him on hate and rate, then I'm I'm sorry, Jack, but there's only two options here, and I'm going to go with the, the hate one. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Kieran Tierney against Israel. Oh, of course, rate, rate. Don't think we need to speak here. We've already spoke about him. Uh, good length. Stephen O'Donnell. In that game, I would rate him. I thought he was all right, but he's not my choice. He's not my choice for for starting the right wing back. I'd actually have Sean Rooney in there, but if if we're going, to, he won't go with Sean Rooney. So for the Euros, so you're you're maybe talking about Ryan Fraser. The Bell Hill Cafe. I, I agree. It should be him. It's in there. Uh, although I, I think Stephen O'Donnell does get a hard time when he puts a Scotland top on. I don't think he actually ever really puts a foot wrong, and he's had a good few assists. Uh, interestingly enough, he's had he's got more Scotland assists than Andy Robertson does. But yeah, it, it seems to take a lot of stick. <laughs> Is he actual? <laughs> it does. I. Oh but my takes, fucking god! It takes a lot of stick, and I think it's because he plays with Motherwell. Uh, which generally you would you would assume that I would fucking give him at both barrels, but no, I think Stephen O'Donnell's actually. I think he's actually a very good player for Scotland. Um, Andy Robertson, and obviously in that game, man, come on, right? He's 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 hating that game. He didn't have a good game. Let's be honest here against Israel. Good game against um, Faroe Islands and an average game against Austria. But imagine this, right? Imagine this. 2030, right? Steve Clark's on a podcast, right? He's on the armchair pundits and they're saying, right, Stevie, what was the ingredients? How did you win the Euros, right? And he's, this is just my idea of it being a perfect scenario, right? We play to our strengths, right? You've got two left backs in there. It's caused fucking more debate than the Middle East. Um, You've got (laughs) Matthew Roberts in there. You've got Kieran Tierney. Both of them played as left back, right? What, what, like, do you know what I mean? Obviously, they don't start both at left back, right? One at left wing back, but one at left centre back. But Tierney bombs forward, and so does Robertson. So, we've effectively got two left backs. All our goals come from that side because it's just so fucking dominant. It's unbelievable. You've got John McGinn there to help out, Callum McGregor, Scott McTominay, whatever it may be. Balls into big Lyndon Dykes, Shea Adams, rapid fucking running onto them. Play to the strengths. We got to the Euros in every single game. Kieran Tierney made an overlapping run on Andy Robertson, whipped the ball into the box, and Lyndon Dykes, who is absolutely piss poor for QPR, played his strings, he's a big boy, gets his head on the end of it, and it's a goal, we win each game as they come. Like, why not? Like, as I said before, we've got nothing to lose. Like, well, don't just go there and play how we all think we're going to play and we're all just going to get put out in the group stages because let's face it, that's what's exactly what Stevie Clark's going to do. That's his setup, and we're getting put out in the group stages. Why not go for it? Why not try something that the football world has never seen before? Would you actually Scotland play with play football? <laughs> Mate, no, just play with two left-backs. Right? Play with two left-backs. Like, right-back. Right? I, sound, I sound like a fucking madman here. I sound like fucking... The doctor out of fucking Back to the Future. But right back, we'll sit and play the normal sort of right back, right? We'll play with Fraser and O'Donnell, nothing special. So we'll put them in to the nothing special role of bog standard what they know, football. Whereas Tierney and Robertson could easily play like that. See the way they played against the Faroe Islands? Play against like that in England. I'm not even joking when I say this. Just one side. There's no balance with what I'm saying, right? There's absolutely no balance because I'm saying right-hand side, sit back, left-hand side, all-out attack. Mate, fuck it. 
Fuck it. We've got two world-class left-backs. Why not just go for it? I know I sound like a fucking stir-crazy madman, but just fucking go for it. This uh, Tierney Robertson debate seems to be really getting to Scotland fans' heads now, didn't it? It's like, do you know what? I don't care. Just fucking play two left-backs. We've tried everyone else. Two fucking left-backs. That's the only way it's going to work. <laughs> Mate, why not? Like, we... You see it all the time. These managers come in and they start playing a style of football and you're going, what the fuck? They're absolutely after heads. But then at the same time, it works for them. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Ah, you have seen the opposite though. I mean, do you remember Paul Le at Rangers? Ah, you see, mate, that's what I'm saying. We've got nothing to lose. See if we get beat 5 nothing, which we probably will. If I was a Scotland manager, we'd get beat 10 nothing or something with my, <laughs> with my methodologies. But we've got nothing to lose, mate. Absolutely not. Why would you go there? to sit back and it for all to be boring, boring, boring for us to get beat fucking 1-0 and then we get a one each draw with Czech Republic and then it's a 1-0 again against Croatia, to Croatia. It's just not what you want to see. Just go for it. Just Aye. play to your strengths. Our strengths are middle of the park and left back, whether you like it or not. So like it or lump it, Tierney starts at left centre back. Robertson starts at left wing back, but have them bomb forward, have Tierney do what he did against the Faroe Islands, against Czech Republic, against England, play as a left winger. Fuck it, nothing to lose. Right, okay, so you've went with hate for Andy Robertson against Israel, that's what you went with, right, okay, just to come back to, come back to this exercise that we're doing. Uh, I actually disagree, I know I've no gave my opinion or anything, but I think Andy Robertson narrated him that game, um, because as we've said, we've watched Israel about 104 times in the last year, um, I feel like I've made that joke about her on four times in this podcast, but uh, <laughs> I thought it was actually really good because Dasa, that their right back, that who Aye. just seems to turn into Cafe when he plays against us. Andy Robertson kept him quiet. Dasa was non-existent in that game. So see if see if every time he plays Israel, that Andy Robertson can <laughs> do that. I'm happy with that. I'll take I'll it. Ch- can I change mine to rate then? Because I, I, I agree. <laughs> when when it's an Israel Scotland matchup, whoever gets the better out of Dasa and Robertson, that's when you know hate or rate. That's the 50 50 option. If Dasa get a better of him, you're hating him. And if it's Robertson that's getting a better of Dasa, then you're you're rating him. So uh, rating Robertson, obviously. But aye, I'll change mine then. No silly wee handshakes this time either. Good to see it. Um, the two, three in the middle, we had Scott McTominay. I think that's his easiest one out of the field team, to be fair. Oh, mate. Fucking. <laughs> Well, I can only say rate, can I? So we'll go with rate. But in terms of man of the match, he was across. If you want to take a man of the match for the three or a man of the matches from the treble header, then Scott McTominay would be that for me. There's something about Tierney. There's three players in that Scotland team, right? That done extremely like, are just a level above everybody else. That's Kieran Tierney, John McGinn, and Scott McTominay. See yep. when they get the ball. They are so comfortable on it. They zing passes, like actual fire the ball. They're just like in a different world for every day. And John McGinn, I mean, you're speaking earlier on about national anthems with Kieran Tierney. I mean, the best thing about Scotland games I know is watching him singing the national anthem. <laughs> he is so cute, man. It's fucking amazing. That would be what I was like if I was singing the national anthem. Loud and proud. If they can hear you, you're not caring what MD thinks about you. Getting every single word right and just being right up for it. I fucking love that for John McGinn. But I... John McGinn, Scott McTominay, and Kieran Tierney are just on a different level for everybody else in that Scotland team at the present moment. Yep, and then we had Callum McGregor. Um, aye, great. Really? Fair enough. I, I didn't have him as anything special that game. I think Callum McGregor, um, when he plays with Celtic, he is undeniably, for maybe the past three seasons, he's been their go-to the man. He takes the ball in defence, moves it to attack, and he chips in with goals. He does everything for Celtic. When it comes to Scotland games, he's just, he just looks a different player to me. I, always, I don't you know he's getting asked to play a different role, but he doesn't look like the Callum McGregor that we see at club football. I don't know if he doesn't get the freedom to do what he wants to do, but he just looks a bit clunky, rigidness, and looks unsettled at all times. I've never I've never really looked at him and thought he's had a spectacular game for Scotland. Um, I, would, I would have put him in the hate section for that game. No, I don't think he was horrific, but I just, for what I expect from him, he didn't produce it. Do you know something? You've actually got a point there because... For Celtic, he chips in the goals all the time. But for Scotland, he doesn't play a too dissimilar role. Do you know what I mean? Because there's always a whole midfielder in there. Sometimes, it, the sort of playoff games, he was playing whole midfield with Ryan Jack, yes. But in games like that, he's playing slightly more further forward, which is where he plays with Celtic anyway. And he's played 20-odd games, 28, I want to say, for Scotland. And he's not got a goal yet. So you might have a point there whereby 
he doesn't really do it for Scotland the same way he does for Celtic. Yep. Um, I hope he proves me wrong and I hope he, he scores his first goal against England in the Euros. That, that'd be absolute scenes. Um, we'll move on to John McGinn against Israel. Uh, oh, right, mate. Fuck really? Him. I thought he was absolutely rotten against Israel. No, mate. Brilliant. Brilliant player. Fucking love John McGinn. So they are. Look, I think John McGinn is probably one of my favourite players in Scotland. And I think I'd, uh, I've got a, a bet on a boy in my work, and this is going to go on for a while because I've got a bet that he's going to be the time he retires for Scotland. He'll be our all time top goal scorer. I genuinely believe that to be true. Honestly? I, I, I honestly, he just scores at some rate for a midfielder. Um, and I think our top goal scorer is Dennis Law with Kennedy Glish about 32. John McGinn's already on 10. Um, oh, 30. Is it 30? The two of them have got 30. Kenny Dalgleish is on 102 caps, though. That's at 100. Dennis bit... Law's got 60. Aye, that's so really Dennis teams, Law's yeah. pretty much got the better goals per game ratio, but aye. Aye, John McGinn's already got 10 goals, but I think against Israel, he was just, it was a half yard off it. Um, I don't know, it's maybe because he was playing behind Shea Adams, he was maybe playing at the 10 role. He was playing a bit higher forward, but London Dykes wasn't there to initiate the press. Shea Adams wasn't really doing it. As I said, the first 45 minutes he was kind of missing, and John McGinn was left a bit out of self. Uh, and in the second half, he got subbed off, maybe about the 75 minute mark, because he was late to a few tackles. Lucky not to be in the book. Uh, just one of his, his lesser games for Scotland, um, but I think that's the only time I've ever, I would ever put him in that section of hate above overrate. I think he's probably one of our best players, as you said earlier. He's very, very consistent with Scotland. Just unfortunately against Israel, I don't think he was. Yeah, no, you're right enough there. Uh, Ryan Fraser. Uh, great in that game. Ryan Fraser's brilliant for me. Uh, three goals in his last three games, as I say, is there. Um, for Scotland, he obviously never got a minute against Austria. So, you know, in terms of that game, he was he was very good, energetic. And he just reminded everyone that he's there and he's in the fold. A lot of talk about Stuart Armstrong, you know, replacing him for the Euros because Stuart Armstrong's doing really well with Southampton. Um obviously you've got that link up play with Shea Adams and Armstrong which is a bit of chemistry if you're about to talk about ultimate team um, but <laughs> talking about Ryan Fraser it's just a reminder that he's there and for me he is he's probably odds on favourite to start in that sort of two if you like and by the way with the way that Steve Clark lined up against the Faroe Islands I wouldn't even be surprised to see him at right wing back so I'll go with it what about you? Uh, I Ray, I think against Israel we were, we were poor. The first half was fucking horrible to watch. Just sat off so deep. I took it out. It was like watching Hamilton at an international level. Just sitting, pumping the ball up long <laughs> and then waiting them and waiting on them attacking. And you just knew it was going to happen. You just knew Israel were going to get their goal with it. Be a sclaff, a brilliant... They were going to get the goal no matter what. We were just sitting off far too much and giving them too much respect. The second half we came out and had a go. But, um, Ryan Fraser seemed to be the only player in that first half specifically that wanted to get a grip of the game and, and try and do something. Um, I I had him and Shea Adams which, and that's going to be the most difficult one to be fair it's, it's difficult he's, it's obviously his first start for Scotland in that game if it was his 20th cap for Scotland immediately you're saying you hated him in the game it's a bit unfair that you've you've called it a hater right because I feel like an absolute dick <laughs> saying that I hated him um, hate's a strong word um, but I mean he, he was pish in the game he was trying too much um, lost the ball a lot of times especially in the first half um, sort of the play broke up when it went to him because he was losing possession so much I think the pressure possibly just got to him mate um, and obviously Israel have got a really good defensive back line as, as that's been proven over the, the 240 games that we've played for them <laughs> um, so I, it's, I hate him what about you? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with eight. <laughs> Ah, you fuck. <laughs> no, um, as I said, he had 15 minutes, had a 15 minute good spell in the game. Um, he came off again, I think, about the 75th minute. Um, and he wasn't great, but as a Scotland player, you're not expected to be great for 90 minutes. You're expected to kind of, especially as a striker, is be pushed for 75 and do something like do something in a minute that'll do like can create a chance. And he got an assist for the goal, and he almost scored himself after it as well. With that, um, he danced past two Israeli defenders and then was unlucky with the shot. Maybe he could have put it across the box, but unfortunately he was trying something. As you said, he wasn't great in the first half. He looked a bit lazy for me. Uh, wasn't mm-hmm. really... I, I don't know. He just never looked interested. Um, the second half, he came out different, um, gave a button, and then took off 30 minutes in it. 
And that, that sums up our hater rate section. Have you got anything else you'd want to add to that, that yeah, team? No, it's just interesting that literally we were opposing on every single one. It was a 50-50 <laughs> with every single player and we somehow managed to oppose each other on every single time. So I know that was, that was typical. I like that. <laughs> right, so it's all very well and good for us to sit here criticise players, criticise managers and not put our opinions out. So I think it's only fair if we do put our opinion out. We spoke about who needs to start up front against Czech Republic when it comes times against the Euros. Um, we've both prepared our starting 11s for who we think should start in general that full starting 11 against the Czech Republic. Uh, Hammy, do you want to go first in this section? Yes, I'll just rattle through it. All right, so obviously everybody knows that I'm a bit uh, a madman and... Um, this team is based round about the fact that Tierney and Robertson would both essentially be bombing forward and playing their strengths of left back. Mm-hmm. So the, I'll get to it because it, the reason that I'm saying that is because it dictates the players that I've got in the middle of the park to cover for that. Um, so starting in goals, of course, John McLaughlin. Uh, get on. <laughs> <laughs> I've got David Marshall, of course. Um Scotland men's player of the year. Aye, he's he's a stick on. Um, right wing back, I've went with Ryan Fraser. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think he's... Interesting one. Aye, mate, I think um, just to give it that balance, see what's happening on the other side. Um, obviously, he'll predominantly be, be holding more back um, than Andy Robertson and stuff like that, but, I mean, he's a, he's a pure asset down that right-hand side and he could effectively do the sort of leg work of what Tierney and Robertson could both do. So it's good to have him in there because he's such an attacking force. So Ryan Fraser on that side, just bombing forward as well. But um, formation, if you went, is that a five back? Aye, three, three, um, three, four, one, one, three, four. Right, okay, right, okay. Right. So um, obviously Marshall and goals right back, right wing back Ryan Fraser. The three across the back, um, line. I've got Liam Cooper, uh-huh. um, Leeds captain. Think it speaks for itself. Um, Declan Gallagher has been okay for Motherwell, but I th- I, th- I think it's just levels into. It. I mean, Declan Gallagher would dream me managing. Uh, sorry, uh, being the captain of Leeds. Um, so it's just a, a bit of level needs to come into that. He's obviously injured at the present moment, but he's literally playing week in week out for Leeds. He's the captain, and he's Leeds have had a really good season in the Premier League in terms of their first season back up. Um, Grant Hanley, I've went with for that other centre back position, which I think is a good addition to have. I think he looked very comfortable, so I've went with Grant Hanley in there at the sort of centre of that as he has been playing in that treble header that we just seen right there. At the left-hand side of that back three, of course it has to be Kieran Tierney, but again, this team is formed round about the, the basis of Tierney and Robertson playing together like they did against the Faroe Islands, bombing forward, blah, blah, blah. So we're kind of looking like, you remember Brendan Rodgers Celtic where Tierney would bomb up the left and the back line would pivot across, Lustig um, and Suminovic and Svechenko, heavily two centre-halves, where they would kind of perform as a back three. So you're kind yeah. of going for that same premise with both of the left side bomb up and the full team kind of almost rotates, if you will, to accommodate it. Aye, that's why I said that this dictates the midfield position. So I'll right, get okay. into that in two seconds. To the reason that I've picked, that obviously I'll just say Robertson at left wing back to try and make this um, start eleven a bit more bearable to follow. <laughs> um, so the midfielders that I've went with, um, I would have went with probably Ryan Christie, but I've not went with him. Um, and the reason is because if we're playing two left-backs that are bombing forward, we need players, as you said, to shuffle in, cover those sort of weak, exploited defensive areas. So I've went with two holding midfielders, right? Nice. The first one is Scott McTominay, right? Scott McTominay, you need to build the team round about him. I've said it for about four years now. Um, <laughs> nah, it's no four years, maybe three possibly two at a push. <laughs> but I've always said build a team run about Scott McTominay. He is a mainstay in that Scotland squad. The fact that he plays out of position at, at centre half is just criminal for me. Um the guy is probably one of the best centre young centre mids in the world. Um so I hundred percent need to play him there. Um the other holding midfielder I've went with it's tough and I would go with whoever's in form out of Ryan Jack and Cal McGregor. Gone are the days of 
Jack McGregor and, and McGinn in the middle of that part with McTominay playing at right centre half. I think McTominay needs to come into it, so that means that you need to drop either Jack or McGregor. So whoever's in form at that time, um, well, McGregor can play left back, member. <laughs> well, I, th- I think um, when Brendan Rogers and Neil Lennon used to do that, it proved that he can play left back. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's got to be whoever's in form at the time. I think going on and out, be Cal McGregor that plays there because Ryan Jackson, <laughs> well, obviously, I've just fucking the shit Sherlock. Um, <laughs> but I think on his day, Ryan Jacks possibly had a better season before he got injured because obviously Cal McGregor's not been in the best form this season. So I think just whoever's in form at the time, you play them. Um, the two sort of ahead of them, if you like, um, well, Armstrong sitting in front of the, the two whole midfielders. I've got Stuart Armstrong and then the, the one behind the striker, I've went with John McGinn. I think that's when John McGinn's most effective is when he's playing behind that striker. The reason I've went with Stuart Armstrong as well in the middle of that park is because of the link-up that he'll bring with my striker, who is Shea Adams. Um, so I, it's, it's a good sort of well-rounded, strong team. Um, the team is potentially, you could be saying, it's more the team of what's written down black and white, what, what, what's written down on paper. You'll notice there that I've not went with Lyndon Dykes. I've not went with Declan Gallagher, Andy Considine, Stephen O'Donnell, because as I said, I think levels start to come into it. So you'll notice that I've went with a lot of the Premier League boys, a lot of the, um, in fact, it's mostly Premier League boys, to be fair, with a couple of championship ones in there, such as um, obviously your, your David Marshall, but you can't really replace him. So that's my team. Um, let me hear yours, and we'll compare this, by the way, when, when we have the first game against the Czech Republic, we do the, the podcast, and the Euros will compare these to see how accurate and if we'd be a good fit for the Scotland manager. Right, OK. Uh, I might have taken a liberty when I've been doing this. Um, as as we agreed, we have free reign for our own rules. It's not as if we're, we're saying we're Steve Clark and we need to pick this. We're saying Leicester Lindsay, I am the Scotland manager, and I'm picking my team, right? So in goals, the person that I want in goals Honestly, would be Alan McGregor. That's that's who I would want. If, if if I could get him available for selection, that's who I would go with. Alan McGregor would be my goalkeeper. We've seen how brilliant he's been this season. He's obviously signed a contract extension with Rangers, and it takes him to the summer of twenty twenty two. Um, I think he's he's been phenomenal this season. He seems to some folks say you know you get that phrase, he just like a fine wine. Like he does, he seems to just get better and better and go from strength to strength. Alan McGregor for me, take nothing away for David Marshall, Craig Gordon, and John McLaughlin. I think the three of them are exceptional keepers. I think Scotland are blessed with how good we've been in the goalkeeping area for maybe the past maybe 10-15 years um, but Alan McGregor for me is at the top of that pecking order we seen oh, 100%, 100%. we've seen a save who was that against who was that was it um, who Slavia Europe? Uh, yeah Slavia Prague that save at the end of the first leg 90 odd minutes the header phenomenal and the save that he made for Lee Griffiths earlier in the season he's, and he just he, he commands a defence so well He's brilliant. So I'll, I'll, I'll skim past goalkeeper. I'm spending a bit too much time on this. Goalkeeper Alan McGregor. He signed right a new one year, by the way. So it's worth pointing that out. Hmm? Recent news today, he signed a new one year extension with Rangers. So it shows that he still got it. Yep. You know, if Back he was coming self. to the end... Aye, so like, obviously if he was coming to the end of his sort of time, then he would have, that would have been him retiring at the end of the season. But it just shows you he could literally be in there. Mm-hmm. If I, if I was if I was a Scotland manager, I'd, I would be phoning him every day, like, all right, Aldo, what's happening? I, listen, you fancy coming to Euros? Come on, come on, it'll be some laugh. Um, all right, you <laughs> uh, Right wing back, I'm going Stephen O'Donnell. Um, I think in terms, as I said earlier, he's got more assists than Andy Robertson. I think he has been very reliable for Scotland. He done David Alaba on a good few occasions. Um, he can't seem to do left-backs in the SPL, but he can do some of the best left-backs in the world when he's playing with Scotland. I think he, he, I don't think he's ever put a foot wrong for Scotland. Um, I think that the fact that he plays with a small club does go against him. Um, three centre-backs. This is one I kind of hum and hod over. Um, because I think a lot of centre-backs when they've played with Scotland have been at a very, very similar level. Um, you were talking about levels earlier at club football. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't like if, if he plays a big club, he must get a start. But I think left centre back, that's a, that's a stick on Kieran Tierney. I don't think there's anybody that be crazy at that. Um, my other two centre halves, I would actually go Grant Hanley over the way he's played this season in Norwich and over his past three performances with Scotland. I think he's been brilliant. And 
my right centre half, this is the one that I've been struggling with the most. It's, I don't know who to put in there. I liked McTominay in there. The more and more I think about it, I think that's a good fit. However, you need him in that midfield, especially if you're playing five at the back. You need somebody who can travel the ball forward. Um, right centre back, I'll, I'll go Cooper. I'll go Cooper. I don't, I, I, I don't know who to put in there. Cooper's, Cooper, I'll go Cooper. Left wing back, Andy Robertson. Without a doubt, Kieran Tierney and Andy Robertson on that left side. I maybe wouldn't give Tierney the freedom that he had against the Faroe Islands. Um, but I think in that role, it, there's always the option. If you're one nil down at the 85th minute, you've got the second left back and can create overloads on that left-hand side. That's a great option to have. Um, I've went a bit different for you because I've went a 5-2-1-2. Two, two, so I'm, count- I'm I'm saying that's a back five, right? I play too much FIFA. So my left wing back and right wing back, that's a back five for me. Um, the two that I have sitting in front of the midfield would be McTominay and McGregor, both box-to-box midfielders. They can do whatever job you ask them to do. Um We've seen Scott McTominay for Manchester United scoring a lot of goals this season. We've seen Callum McGregor do it in the past. And they're not afraid to do the dirty work. They can do everything. They are the definitions of box-to-box midfielders. Um, the one playing behind the two strikers, I would have John McGinn. As you said, I think that's where he plays his best football. He's very active. Uh, he can sp- spread the ball about. He drops deep so he can create almost a three with McTominay and McGregor as well. He's very, very fit. Um, and the tenacity that he has been going forward brilliant as well. He's brilliant on the press. And as we've said, I don't, I don't think any Scotland fan wouldn't have John McGinn in that team as well. Um, my two up front that I would have would be Fraser and Dykes because I think I like the little and large striker combination. Dykes to win your flick-ons and Fraser running behind or play one-twos. Dykes just seems to be a big kind of hold-the-ball-up merchant. Um, but for Scotland, he does it brilliantly. Uh, you were saying about how his form this season hasn't been great. Obviously, Shea Adams has. And I've, I've chose Dykes over Shea Adams. Um, Shea Adams' form, he's hit the ground running. Um, and Dykes is more hit the ground like you earlier the day when you were lying down in the stones for 10 minutes. That's, <laughs> I think it's a fair way to sum up their, their careers. Um, but no, I, I, there could be a number of variations, but that would be my starting album for the Euros. Listen, it's Lyndon Dykes, it suits us the system that Scotland play. So that's probably down to how he's playing so well. QPR play a, a different system to Scotland. So, um, no, I'll take your point on board there. I, it was a bit of a tough one for me to put Shea Adams in ahead of Lyndon Dykes because I know how good he is and how much he suits that Scotland system. Yep. Uh, final point, before we go into the quiz, and by the way, I prepared a bill to that quiz for you this week. Um as I've seen a lot and lot, a lot of talk online, um, and I've tried to not get involved in it because I think it's just ridiculous. Um, so that kind of gives away my opinion on it. But there's a lot of people saying Clark out after the Israel draw. I just want to know what you think about this. Obviously, I've said I think it's ridiculous, but what do you think, Hammy? I just think it's Scottish culture, mate. I just think in the negativity that is over this country, you can't do anything. You can't. Sometimes it plays as a, a bit of part, or sometimes it's just. It's horrendous, and it's a lot of the media I know that have been saying it. Um, it's just guys trying to make a name for themselves as well. People are just doer here, negative. That's just the country that we live in. So what I'll say to the people is get a fucking grip. Get a life. <laughs> get a fucking fuck off. Do you know what I mean? Just stop watching the Scotland games. Yep. If you're going to be negative about the team, um, get behind the players. If if Steve Clark, if he started getting pumped week in, week out, the guy's just got his third first fucking tournament, <laughs> major tournament in 23 fucking years. So all these people are saying Clark out, do us a favour, stop watching Scotland games. What about you? <laughs> That's quite passionate of the face after that as well. That was a fucking... You feel like something off your chest there, Hammy? I'm glad to ask you that question. <laughs> no, honestly, I couldn't agree more with you. I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head. If you're going to... The cry you hear after any Scotland manager leaves, after it was Strachan, after it was McLeish, was they weren't given enough time, give them another campaign, it was all just starting to come together. For Clark, it's already came together. Like He's got us to the tournament. And after that's happened, folk want to get rid of him. Like, it's fucking mad. Three games, you're looking at, after three games, you get five points. I mean, albeit we should, maybe we should, realistically, you should have took three points against Israel. Like, that'd be brilliant. But the point against Austria almost sort of makes up for that because they're above us in the season, right? So that point against Austria, as it's, you would you would still rally to three points against Israel, right? Of course you would. But Steve Clark, he doesn't seem to get beat as a Scotland manager very often at all. I think the last time he got beat was when everyone was pushed after we... We qualified for the Euros. Uh, no, if you think Clark out, I'm the same as yourself, Hammy. Stop watching the fucking Scotland games. You're obviously not there to support. You're just there to be controversial and try to get an opinion out there. Well, Hammy, that just a bit sums up or rounds up another week 
for the armchair pundits of Scottish football. Uh, I think we've done it fairly well this week. A comprehensive job of wrapping up all things Steve Clark, Scotland and Alan McGregor. But we still have quarantine questions to go. Yes, let's do it. And don't think I forgot about the the shocking performance that I had last week of a five. So I've tried to make this a little bit trickier for you this week. Um, albeit you, you'll probably still do better than me because generally you do. Um, you seem to be a bit of a human encyclopedia for all shit Scottish football. So just let me know when you have it. One minute on the clock and we'll crack on with this. Just as you're doing that, I'll run through the rules for you folks in case this is your first time listening. In quarantine questions, you have 10 questions to answer based on Scottish football. You have one minute. 10 questions, 6 seconds per question. You can pass on any question you want, if you don't know the answer, and we'll come back to it at the end. Hammy, do you have a minute ready? Yes. Okay. You've obviously got the lag switch on this week, so I can't see your camera. Um, You could be cheating. So if, if you get 10 out of 10, I'll know you've cheated. Right, okay. Are you ready? <laughs> right, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, question one. Steve Clark has been in charge of Scotland for how many games? 20. Oakleview is the home of which team? Um, still in Albion. John McGinn has scored how many goals for Scotland? 10. Who has more assists for Scotland? Andy Robertson or Kieran Tierney? Kieran Tierney. Who has more Scotland caps? Craig Gordon or David Marshall? Craig Gordon. In the chewing the fat dugout sketch, who was repeatedly told to pull back? Stevie. Who <laughs> did face off against in the Scottish Cup at the weekend? Oh, fuck. Who is that again? Shit. The Martin. Scotland played their first international match in which year? Uh, 1873. Which SPFL team are commonly referred to as the Spiders? Spiders, spiders, spiders. Morton, green at Morton. Gary Anderson supports which team? Oh, that's time up, but you, is that the last question? That's the last question, I'll allow you to answer that one. Gary Anderson, you bastard. Um, <laughs> Gary Anderson, who does he support? He's feel like fucking, where's he from? He's from the sort of neck of the woods of Edinburgh or something, isn't he? Or Falkirk. He's got that mad accent. What? Can like... That's that's um, not sticking about for much longer. Right, you're ripping the cunt. Five, four, three, two, one. Hearts. Right, okay. I know you were on the Google there. The camera's off and you're like, oh, hey, he's fake. Just stalling. Right, okay. We're running through this. You've actually done a lot better than I thought you would. Um. So, question number one. Steve Clark has been in charge of Scotland for how many games, you said? 20. By the way, you're going to kick yourself going through this. There's a few that you're going to just be raging with. Um, so it's actually 19. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, Oakleview is the home for which team? You said Stirling Albion. It's Stenhouse Muir. We're off to a good start. Oh, is that, mate? I fucking, I, that was an educated guess because up in sort of Clank Manager Stirling area, you've got the Oakle Hills. So that's how I went with Oakle. Well, they both start with ST, so you're pretty much right. Um, question number three <laughs> was John McGinnis. How many goals for Scotland? The answer was indeed 10. Um, who has more assists for Scotland? Andrew Roberts or Kieran Tierney? The answer was Kieran Tierney. Fun fact, Kieran Tierney has more assists against the Faroe Islands for Scotland than Andrew Roberts had assists for Scotland. Oh, um, for fuck's sake. Who has more Scotland caps? Craig Gordon or David Marshall? You went with Craig Gordon, which was correct. 100%. Do you know how many, you know how many it was? 55. 56. You've got that number daft in the brain, by the way. Um, question number six. And chewing no, the but fat. Now, now it's going for 56, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, going on to question six. And the chewing the fat dugout sketch. Who is repeatedly told to pull back? Of course, it is Stevie. Well done there. Question number seven, which I've got suspicions of you giggling, by the way. Who will Aberdeen face off against in the Scottish Cup at the weekend? You got correct. Was Dumbarton? No, I knew, I knew it was Dumbarton because it's Stephen Glass's first game in charge. Oh, right, okay. Oh, I How can thought. I fucking Google it, mate? I'm sitting with the timer on the camera. I can't see the camera. Don't give your Live. Passion. Question number Live. eight. <laughs> Scotland played their first international match in which year? You said 1873. The answer was 1872. Um, question number nine. Which SPFL? Is it? Yeah, it is, mate. You're one year off it. So that's mate, on saying. the fucking badge, it says 1873. Their first match was against England in 1872, done my research earlier. So, um, they, were, so they played their first game before they were actually a team? 
No, before, <laughs> before there would have been association football, they must have played like a wee friendly against England or something, aye. Um, which SPFL team are commonly referred to as the Spiders? It's Queen's Park, not Morton. Um, oh, so it is. Fuck off. <laughs> number 10, Gary Anderson supports which team? The answer was Hibernian. Oh, no. Was it actual? <laughs> it's Hibs, aye. So I was one half at one half. I was one half the Steve Clark one. I went with Hearts instead of Hibs and nineteen seventy three. Sorry, eighteen seventy three instead of eighteen seventy two. You've you've got five out of ten, mate. I can't take that. I'll By the way, I think that's your worst performance ever on a quiz. Mate, I think that was poor, but I mean, one half it on a few occasions. One half it with three of them. I absolutely. Um, I've had much worse performances, namely last week, um, and who can forget that absolute horrific shit show of Michael Kelly on the armchair for this. Anything you'd want to say before we end this week's show, Hammy? No, nothing. See, one week I'm going to ask you that and you're going to say aye. You're going to have something to say. See, next week have something fucking prepared. I feel like a dick for that. No, it's because we always go, oh, we'll make this one half an hour, we'll make this one 45 (laughs) minutes, and then it's about 10 hours later. Right, okay, so you're wanting to get to your bed. Okay, let's wrap it up then. Thank you very much for listening. If you do listen, if you make it all the way through, fair play to you. Um, Hammy's, <laughs> <laughs> Hammy's effort on the, the quarantine questions this week is probably subpar compared to what you're used to. Thanks very much for sticking around. Uh, laugh at him. Get us on the Twitter. Laugh at him. Laugh at him for not knowing how many games Steve Clark's had. That's what I'm after. That's what we're after. We want folk to take the piss out of That's why I put this out here. If you want to get at us on Twitter, it's at TA Pundits. I'll say that again. It's at TA Pundits, all one word. You'll find it there. We talk all manner of shit about Scottish football. You can also get us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an upload when we put it out. Tell your pals, tell your family, tell your friends. Make sure you're just telling everybody about this podcast because they put a lot of work in and it'd be nice to see folk engaging with us. Um, not that they don't, and if you do engage them, no, don't think I'm discrediting you. Um, if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave it a five star review. If it's not five stars, then don't fucking bother. It's as simple as that. Cheers, Jim. That was beautiful. Cheers, Jim.